everybody. We are back for another week here at Megasheen, your podcast for Geeky Gay News from a Black Gay Geek perspective. I'm Victor. And I'm Nick. And, whew, okay, we, oh, we got some stuff to talk about today. But before we get into our spoiler-written review of Avengers Endgame, let's catch up. So, Victor, what's been going on with you since the last time we talked? Well, let's see. Well, I, you know, work is getting a little crazy. People leaving and all that good stuff. But the students are leaving, and that's also good. So, mm-hmm. it's about to begin. And we can be casual at work. And I love being casual at work. Lord, I just love it. I, have to buy, I don't have to buy dress shirts. I can buy polos. I am just really feeling it. So I'm enjoying that. And um, last Sunday, I talked to an editor because I am, I'm, I'm trying to take, you know, my, my book to the next level and talk to an editor to make sure that I'm getting everything correct. And so we had a great conversation and I like the stuff about um, book two of Strange Lore and also maybe, maybe pitching it to um, some real companies to see what's going on. They know a lot more about it than I do. So they're going to help me figured it out so that was fun Ooh! and so yeah i was really excited about that and all that good stuff and let me see i went around smelling cologne yesterday you know so that's, that's my pastime when i you know that's my me time is going to smelling the new scents at bath and body works and new colognes and you know i i just got into tom ford and oh she's expensive he is but you know not all of Tom Ford stuff is great. Like, there's only that one I like, and it's the vanilla tobacco. I can't say it. It's to it's vanilla tobacco, but they have a, a classier name to that that I cannot pronounce. But I tried all the other ones, and I just wasn't really feeling them. I was like, mm. there's another vanilla one that I had to like really think about. But mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I, I really. Cologne is, is, is hit or miss because it may smell good when you spray it on that piece of paper, but when you put it on yourself. Yes, very much so. Like, um, currently, I'm wearing Mont Blanc, mm-hmm. uh, and I've usually, I've had, like, Issey Miyake, I've had Givenchy, I've had Versace Blue, I've had um, uh, Karl Lagerfeld did a good one. I think it was only at Macy's. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I've had I've had a lot of different ones, and that is cologne is something I do not. I'm not afraid to spend money on because mm-hmm. I cannot be smelling like who did it and why. <laughs> Trade right, smell like you're not gonna get me out here wearing jupe. <laughs> no, no, the fuck you won't. Or Stetson. You're not do you're not doing that. <laughs> I don't give me out here. There is some cologne that I feel like men always wear that just is horrible. I I wish I knew what it was. I'm gonna ask somebody who's wearing it and be, you know try to be nice. Like, like polo? What is that? I don't know what it is. It's horrible. And every once in a while, I mean, somebody that I'm not gonna call this person out, but somebody I my roommate has like cologne. I'm like, what is that? I'm gonna ask and just say, oh, mm-hmm. so I could be like, that's a no. But um, and you know, maybe as a uh, gift, I'll give him some something. But I was just like, it's that cologne he wears, and some other ones that somebody else wears. 
uh, a guy. Like, that, I don't like Polo. I think Polo is yeah, like whack. Kind of broke that, all that, all that. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Oh, if you like, um, like a spicy flavor, uh, Victor and Rolf have a really good one called Spice Bomb. Yeah, I like that one. You told me it's about very. That. Yeah, yeah. Cause I get my mama flower bomb because she likes that one, even though it costs a hundred something dollars. But yeah, <laughs> that that my mama likes. It. I like that one too because I was like, "Oh, that's pretty, mama." So that's that's when I get her. And when you told me about spice bomb, I was like, "Oh, I got that on my list." So that's on my list automatically. But I was just trying to have like at least maybe three, you know, like three that I can go to when I want. Like, oh, that one and oh, that one. Jean Paul Gaultier has mm-hmm. one that a newer one that smells cute. Um, but I haven't really been on my own that one yet. You know, I didn't know Jean-Paul Gaultier did the costume design for Fifth Element. I just looked that up. Oh. I was like, that's why they look the way they look. Yeah, I'm about to say the way they do. Yes. I was like, oh, but he does have, I should get one from him. There was one, um, oh, I was going to get Dolce and Gabbana, but after their little, Mm. um, little whatever about gay people not uh being parents i was like you know what no <laughs> i will not support them I'll put any coins in their pocket mm-hmm. they leather looking asses <laughs> well what's going on with you what's been going on in your world well i think i'm pretty vocal about how i'm feeling and what's going on mentally and all of that stuff um so the past few weeks have not been the easiest for me. Mm-hmm. Um, dealing up with another friend moving away, a really good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, dealing with the the troubles of finding a job and that that whole notion of well, if it, I can't find a job, is there something wrong with me? If if I'm not hireable, you know those the things that go with that just leave that has left me feeling very emotionally drained so i've been struggling but uh thank god therapy was yesterday because that really helped and even though basically i cried like half the session it was good to get it all out and actually realize that you know I am my own self-saboteur and my worst critic. And to keep those naysayers in my head at bay, because they are helpful, but just not all the time. If I can do that, then I will be okay. But um, other than that, honey, um, not much. A special, special shout out to friend of the show, Steph, I will for hooking me up with the entire box set of girlfriends. Girl, you did not have to do that, oh. but it helped. Oh my God. She's like, she just sent me that, and I was over the moon. And it came at the a perfect time because I was feeling mighty low. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she sent me that message, and I was like, you know what, girl? You did not have to, but thank you so much. That is really sweet of Steph. Yes, um, but um, let's see. Um, 
doing the, all these charity works, honey. We <laughs> finally, we winding down. Mm-hmm. Um, thank God, because a bitch is tired. <laughs> a bitch is exhausted. But I'm good. I'm glad. I'm glad it is. I'm busy. Yeah. Yeah. I was tired last week, too, because we were doing so many events. I did. Oh, I did an escape room for the first time. That was fun. Oh, really? I did it with my students. Um, it was, you know, since school is ending, they, we always were doing all these events. And we went to this place downtown in L.A., and it was really fun. We got out with two seconds to spare. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was... It was a mess, but we figured it out. I was like, Lord, I, I can't solve a puzzle. <laughs> so I would have died, but they got us out. So that was, that was good. I was happy. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. Well, Endgame happened last weekend. And last weekend, yeah. And I saw it twice. I saw it Friday night. I was trying to see earlier, and you know, shout out to one of my students um, who had ability to get me in early, but I couldn't go because we had something that night at work. Oh, but anyway, um, well, one of my students I used, that I used to work with at USC is now working in the industry. I have a few of them that are in the industry. And they was like, oh, I can get you this. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you, Lindsay. Um, well, I just said it anyway. <laughs> so that's so, um that was going to work, but I couldn't do it. So I saw it Friday night. And then I saw it again Saturday night with my friend Peter and his husband because Peter was supposed to see, see it with us on Friday, but his plane got delayed. So we had to see it Saturday. Didn't matter because I sat through it. That was three hours and what, one minute? And it didn't really feel like it at all. I was just all into it, enthralled, emotional. Um, I like this stuff, but yeah, so we're going to talk about it. We're going to really get into it and talk about all the things that just kind of just mm-hmm. us and excited us and knocked us on our feet and maybe made us mad and all that good stuff. So, right. So let's get up into it. All right. And all of these, it's, it's, like I said, it's going to be spoiler written. So if you haven't seen that, go ahead and see it and then come back and listen to this. So first things first, what were your initial thoughts of the movie? Uh, I, you know, overall, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, to see it almost back to back, like less than 24 hours of each other was just, it just made so much sense and it just felt really good. And I like where it was going. There were some kinks, but not to where it ruined or bothered me. It was like, oh, that's a little interesting um, because the way you know, most of us geeky people, when we think of time travel, we've seen all forms of time travel on the shows and, and books and things that we've read over the year or seen over the years. And so it's it's interesting how they did it, but it was mm-hmm. really good. So I, I liked the way it went. What was, what was your thoughts on it? I thought overall it was a really good um, film. I, it was like the culmination of all that we had seen in these past 11 years. Mm-hmm. And at the heart of it, it was a good comic book movie. Yeah. Um, there was, you know, like you said, sir, there were some hits and misses, and I still have some some questions about certain folks. Um, but I like how they wrapped up some characters' stories 
to make way for new characters' developments. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, it was the way it was done was really neat, um, but um, yeah, it, it left me with some questions though. But besides that, it was you know overall it was pretty good. I'm I'm happy with what they what they gave us and how it turned out. So yeah, that was really neat. Um, wow, where do we go? Where do we go from here? So I guess. We could, I guess the funny part, I guess we could talk about how, you know, in the beginning, it was like, what, 23 days after what happened in Infinity War? And, then, mm-hmm. and I liked the fact that it was just like, wow. So it was just, here they are, they're just drifting in space. And I was enjoying the fact that we got to see a little bit more to Nubia. Um, not Nubia, whoa, Nebula. <laughs> um, just because it was, there was a lot more to her. And I remember we first got a, a taste of her and garden guardians of the galaxy. Um, mm-hmm. but I like that we saw her kind of, you know, really get more of a role here. And I liked how she was um, working with Tony, you know, she's learning emotions almost, you know, when she was saying that I'm having fun and <laughs> like just how she was like really helpful. And I thought it was really sweet when, um, when they was passing the food and she just gave the whole thing to him. Um, because mm-hmm. she's kind of a warrior in that sense. You know, you get that she's always been that warrior, that very hard cast person. Um, but I'm glad we got to see a little bit of her just kind of evolve a little bit in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad that they kind of, they started the movie off mid-snap. Yeah. You know, you saw uh, Hawkeye's family oh, go. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, so we're starting here. And I liked how um, they kind of got to, went ahead and got some of those trailer scenes out of the way yeah. early. Like, um, you know, Iron Man, getting Iron Nebula getting saved, or whether it was uh, them rushing up on uh, Thanos. Like, I, I, and I'm going to jump to that real quick, that I like how, the film, when they killed him, when Thanos was uh, got his head chopped off, that even though that happened, they still had to live with the effects of what happened. Yeah, as the cause of the, the snap. I like that even though the bad guy is dead, the result of his actions are still evident, and his death was not going to change that. Yeah, because you saw like Black Widow, how she was. I never really seen her like you know torn that way like she was shook when you was when she was sitting there talking to everybody uh you know tell a link about what's going on and what did they find out mm-hmm. and you can tell she was just at the brink of just like everything but if you remember like from way back in the beginning she was always trying to redeem herself because she's always said she's trying to get the red off her ledger or something like that and right and it was like, she's always trying to redeem herself and redeem herself. So this has always been an ongoing thing with her. And you can see that she was really trying to be the hero because she was the only one holding it up um, as it was going along. And I, I, I actually felt for her. I know a lot of people don't like her, but I really felt for her. Cause I was like, you know, I've seen her over the years and you realize that she's really trying. That has been that 
empty hole in her. It's just trying to be a better person. So that was something that was like, wow, okay, y'all, she is really going through it to the point she didn't even care how her hair was looking. She was looking with the ombre. <laughs> Look. I was- oh, Lord. I wish they wouldn't have gotten her that ugly-ass ombre. <laughs> but I, I will agree with you. Like, the widow has not been my favorite character only because of Scarlett Johansson and what she has done in other roles. Mm-hmm. And that maybe that rubbed me the wrong way. But in Endgame, I really liked how they developed her character. I liked how she was trying to, like you said, keep everything together, trying to make it go on when it was hard. Like she felt, I felt like she felt like she was responsible or it was kind of, um, what do you call it? That, uh, you know, like in some kind of, like a, a, for instance, a mass shooting that, that survivors have this kind of, um, survivor's guilt. Yeah. This remorse that they survived and the others didn't. Mm -hmm. I felt like there was hints of that with her. Um, and we'll talk about later the development of her character at the end. I, yeah, they made me like her in this movie, and I didn't think that was expected. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Cap. Cap was. It was interesting because he was, you know, he was still kind of the dad. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I've liked the way they dressed him. If you look at all the movies, they've always shipped him like this kind of, you know, this kind of this dad, you know, Banana Republic, 80s looking type of thing, because his clothes were very like older for him, very older looking for him. Like he wasn't trying mm-hmm. to be hip. He was always trying to be this kind of, you know, how men casually dressed in the 40s, it almost felt like. Um, so I kind of like that look about him. I'm not going to lie, that nice beginning of him shaving. And it's funny because someone was bringing it up. It was like, you know, it started with him in an ass shot in um, First Avengers when he was boxing. And then it gave us another ass shot when he was shaving. I was like, that is kind of interesting. <laughs> That's how they started the first movie and how they did it with this movie. Um, but I, I, I kind of like the fact that he was still optimistic. Um, mm-hmm even though with all the odds against it, but then you think of what he's been through. So it's like, it was nice to see him still kind of have that leadership role, but not be overbearing and what have you. Um, He was, it was interesting because he, it was, I liked it when um, when they all decided to go and get Thanos. It was like, yeah, just like that. We're just going to go and do it. And I felt like that was good because I liked that we kind of just went straight through going through the situation. So, I mean, I really enjoyed his character overall, especially when we get into, you know, that big fight. But it was just like, you know, you saw him still try to hold the fort, try to keep everything together, um, be supportive. He was always supportive. Um, and, you know, it was pretty good. So I, I, I really like that about him, and I like they kept him in that character. Um, so, yeah, it was good to see Cap just still maintain a sense of, of, a, of a good leader with that team. Mm-hmm. And Lord, in that ass, my country tis of thee. <laughs> when I stood, when I, he was doing all them ass shots, I stood up and saluted. <laughs> Honey, yes, that ass. Woof. 
Yeah, because there was another one where he had his hands in his pockets when they were all talking. And I was like, look at that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You look at that shelf. Yeah. It's a nice little firm butt. I was like, that's really nice, Chris. Look at you. Let me go ahead and rest my, my head right, right between it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, wow. It's like, it's like they were really, and, and it's funny how they played on that. I guess they, it's interesting how they played on his ass throughout the entire movie, but it was, it's a nice one. Somebody was like, you know, there was some haters, like it ain't, it ain't popping like so-and-so. Like it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be this big old thing. It was, it's, it's a nice. Is yo's popping now? <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, we could do nice, that. Not everybody needs to have a big old butt. It, it can be a nice grip type thing. And you know, it was nice right. to see several scenes. It was nice. <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk to uh, talk about Iron Man. So his story arc, um, I I don't think I have been that much of an Iron Man fan. Maybe like in the first one, the first ever Iron Man, and maybe in like Avengers. But he has always been that cocky, stereotypical rich white Republican man that irritates the dog shit out of me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I understood where he was coming from when he was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, we failed. And because we failed, me trying something again, I might lose more. I might lose something else. Yeah. And I'm not in a position to lose or gamble. Yeah. Because I already gambled. So what did you what did you think about Tony Stark's uh story arc? When you think about Tony, it's yeah, Tony got hit hard in X-Men. No, oh, X-Men, X Girl. <laughs> and um Iron Man too, because that's where they was, you know, he was dealing with his celebrity and all that greatness. But also he was he he got beat um, by Whiplash in that one, and then you think about him really trying to do something good. And I think when they when we had the Civil War, that's when he was like, "Yeah, we need to do this to keep everything in check." And when that seemed to have been wrong to some degree, you know, we had Cap and everybody turn against him. I think that began to really chip away at his his exterior to where you found him like trying to do more charitable things. Like, and that's where we got into Spider-Man, Peter Parker, when he tried to take on, you know, try to mentor someone, try to be there for somebody. Um, I think he was doing it because of the way the Avengers went, you know, it was kind of a, that was kind of a fail in that part. So with him working with Spider-Man, that was something that he, I think he was, you know, still trying to redeem himself. And Mm -hmm. I think he lost Peter the way he did. Because that was you think you think back at Infinity War, that was probably a deep cut. Because he was like everything I've tried, it just did, it amounted to nothing. And then he brought him in anyway, mm-hmm. and he kind of felt like a surrogate father to uh, Peter. So yeah. he wanted to protect him, and when he couldn't, he I know that he felt like because of what happened, he's responsible for. Peter's snap. True. Because you, because yeah, because every time he kept trying to, because even in the Spider Man movie, 
Tony was always like, you can't do this. Don't do this. Don't go there. Do not use this, this particular costume. Right. Always trying to tell him like, don't do this. You're going to go back. And then Infinity War, he was like, okay, now you got to go, go back, stay out of this. Mm-hmm. And I think that was just uh, it, like, you know, like it was just such a deep cut to him because yeah. Cause you think about Tony's father, Tony's father wasn't really there, was there and not there for him. And he lost him when he was a teenager. So, you know, that's something I think he was trying to also recapture. And we saw that in the movie, you know, just that thing with his father and being a surrogate father to Peter, that was something that just kind of broke him. So when he got back and he was going off, you know, he was, he felt betrayed. He felt all these things. Cause at the same time he was like, I was right. If we would have done this stuff, we would have been able to avoid or whatever. Um, but at the same time he still lost. And it was, you know, that those mix of no one listened to me. I still lost. I don't really have much going for me at this time. That was just the thing that just broke Tony down. So, you know, when five years pass, yeah, you were right when you were saying that he doesn't want to lose his daughter. He didn't want to lose anything else or, or a pepper. He didn't want to keep losing. Mm-hmm. So I understood why he was like, I, I can't get back into this because I've already lost. When I got in, I lost a lot. And I can't. Right. Uh, let's go ahead and since we're talking about the big three, let's go ahead and finish off talking about Thor because Thor, a lot of people were, you know, having issues with Thor. Uh, so what did you think about his character development and his art throughout the movie? Well, you know, looking all the way back when Thor, Thor got into this, you know, he was very arrogant. He loved fighting and battle. He always won, always won. And so he was one of those people who was like, you know, he, he, he knew he was good looking. He was cherished and everything. And we begin to see that break in Ragnarok when, you know, when he, you know, his hammer was destroyed and he was just reduced down to like fighting in an arena. He was mm-hmm. as a god. And then now he's, you know, fighting in an arena. A lot of things were kind of like brought home to him to where he had to realize one, that his family life wasn't always, wasn't as perfect as he liked it to be. You know, he already lost his mother, but his father was already probably, was very problematic when you think about Hela in that situation. Oh yeah, fuck yes, he, he was. Yeah. And so, you know, when we, when we ended with Ragnarok, they were being approached by Thanos. And then we saw in the Infinity War, just took all, just took out a good chunk of the Asgardians. Ars- 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 I can never say that word. And then Loki being killed, it was just like, okay, I'm just, I couldn't do anything to stop this. And I think as everything happened again, especially in Infinity War, he he was the one who had the last fight with Thanos. And when I think he hit that part of I failed because the man who killed off my people, my brother, um, still got away with things and left him with nothing else to the point, you know, he went down his path of depression. And depression, I would say survivor's guilt, um, that it was – interesting how they play that off but you know in real life that's what happens to people sometimes you know things happen you know they may gain some weight they may not do the things they used to do they they turn to alcohol 
Um, and that's what was happening. He turned to that. And that was really sad to see. Um, but in the film world, you know, they've always made this as a joke. Um, and it made me think about like all the times, like you remember Death Becomes Her? And yeah. how Goldie Hawn's character was like, once she lost Bruce Willis to uh, Meryl Streep, she ended up gaining all this weight. And, you know, she was just lost because she felt like she lost everything. You know, she thought Bruce Willis was her everything and lost that character. And mm-hmm. then, you know, she took that, that magic stuff and, and changed. But I remember if you look at many of the movies um, that, you know, they came out in the 90s, 80s and 90s, where they did talk about someone gaining the weight or losing the weight. I think about um, that one movie that Jack Black was in, where um, Gwyneth Paltrow was a big woman in real life. but Shallow Hell. Yeah, that. I think about all that type of stuff. The way they have always made, you know, gaining weight or, you know, becoming, you know, fat is as a comedic thing is not new but i think now as people kind of look at or have kind of analyzed depression and, and how drama has has really bothered people that really rubbed people off the wrong way for me i i didn't look at it as a funny thing um i looked at it as like okay so i see why he's at this point he his his power as a god his power as a hero failed him and so he just didn't feel like he couldn't be that person anymore. He didn't feel worthy enough because he couldn't save the people um, that looked up to him. He couldn't save his friends. He couldn't save the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like, you know, that was the path he went down. I don't think they should have made it. They shouldn't have made it funny. I see what they were trying to do. You know, with the jokes of him, like, I'm, I would like to have a Bloody Mary. Um, but at the same time, I feel like that maybe they should be more cautious with that particular role because that's something that people do go through in real life. And that trek to get back out of that rut is not that simple. So I think when I, that scene where he reached for his hammer and got it back and said that he was worthy, I think that was a good moment for him because I think he just did not think of himself as Thor, you know? He kind of mm-hmm. settled into the loss. And that was something that many of us, many of us have done. We have settled in the loss. You know, when we have maybe went through a breakup or lost a job or, you know, whatever has happened, a family member, we lost someone very important to us. We fall into destructive habits and, and we find ourselves in those places where it is not, Funny. Now, someone did say to me, they was like, but well, sometimes when you're going through that and you, you have to have a moment to laugh at the situation to where it's like you have to laugh at it in order to begin getting out of it. And I was like, yeah, but I don't think that was the way they were doing it. I think it was just the way they made jokes about him was a little, was a little rough. I don't know. What did, what did you think overall with him? I felt that Thor was his arc in the movie was the most human mm-hmm. um, because he had lost his father. He had quote unquote, maybe killed his sister. Mm-hmm. He couldn't save the Asgardians and the, um, the ship. He fucked up and uh, didn't go for the head when he had uh, Thanos. 
So he was dealing with all of these things and not feeling unworthy of being, quote, the God of thunder. Um, The whole fat thing, I can't speak for being overweight. I've never been overweight. I have never been, quote unquote, obese or whatever. So me trying to get these as to why people were upset about it, I couldn't get it because I can't speak. I can't speak from that experience and I can't identify with that. So I didn't get it. And I think maybe in some aspects, maybe people were a bit reaching for it because I didn't, some of the the jokes, maybe they were a little bit harsh, but I don't think they were, I didn't think they were harsh. Yeah. You know, like the one that his mom made as far as eating a salad or the one that Rocket has said, like you got crumbs in your beard. Um, I didn't think they were as harsh as other people found them. Yeah. And as you were saying, you know, because because you haven't went through that, that's you know for. And I think some people who were, um, some people who who are obese or who are fat or heavy, however you want to you know go through it or call it, they felt they felt you know I guess they felt triggered by it, and and I can understand that. I mean, I've been really heavy before. Um, to where you know I, I can get where people may feel at or those things but at the same time I, I i i go back and forth i'm like it affects you if you allow it to affect you but i think if you been there you can be like okay i've been there but i'm not going back there i think something that i've learned you know in life is we will always go through a whole bunch of mess you choose how you continue to go forward um yeah you can always look back in the past say i was teased i was this i was what have you but I like to always look forward, like, okay, well, that was at that point. I am trying to be at this point. I'm not going to keep turning back. So for myself, no, I didn't, I wasn't offended, but I do understand why other people were offended. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think people should overly analyze that too much because I don't think that's what they were trying to do. But I, I realized that, yeah, that was a triggering thing for some people. Um, and I, you know, I was reading some articles on it because there was a lot of people who did threads or, some think pieces or articles about it. And I just felt like, okay, I get it. But at the same time, let's be aware that maybe it wasn't all, a lot of that may not have been there or in the frame of mind of that. But I'm glad it was brought to light for some people. But at the same time, I, I, I don't know if I would have went as far as some others. Um, because I don't think that's what they were trying to do was trying to belittle him, which is more of like, this is where he is. Um, and, to, and it was, you know, the movie is already heavy. So I could see why they were trying to, like, lighten up some parts in it. Um, but, yeah, I, it's interesting because, again, you know, I can't tell people how they should feel. But I know for myself, I didn't feel like it was an attack on being fat. I just felt like it was more of, like, because you think of the characters. Um, what you call it has always been rude. Um, Rocket has been rude in many situations. Right. Nothing new for his character. Um, 
when his mother says you should eat a salad, that's, you know, you want to break it down and realize that that's how your family will be. Like, what are you, like, oh, what are you doing? Or what's going on? You give a, you know, that's stuff that, you know, your parents will say to you. Um, so I didn't look at it like this was out of the ordinary. You think of, the, again, you think of Rocket. That's how Rocket is. It could be a moment, like, well, hell, when they was, like, trying to put the, the stones in that, that glove to see if it works, he hollered out, boom, like, that, you know, he's just rude. He's just rude. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really look at it, you know, that deep. But, again, I do understand why some people will be triggered. Right. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, Thor, out of the, the big three, Thor was my my favorite one. Yeah. So uh, let's get into some highlights. Um, what were some of your favorite highlights? Um, I enjoy Bruce Banner, this new hybrid. Actually, it's, it's Professor Hulk. Um, in the comics, and they kind of went through this where he was kind of a little bit of both. And I, I really enjoyed it. I actually found this particular Hulk very attractive. <laughs> um, it is... Uh, yo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was just like... I really enjoyed him because, he again, he was kind of the person that helped lighten up the mood, but he wasn't, like, too silly. He was like, you know, hey, I've I made the best of the situation I'm going through. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think he was also there for is to be like I made the best of my situation, and I'm going to be helpful. I'm going to still be um, an Avenger all the way through. And it was really neat just to see him really shining this, you know, to really help them out. Um, I think another another highlight was just really seeing more. I mean, we've seen Scott Lang in, in two in three movies, um, you know, as Ant Man, but because I really seen him more. Um, as a team member in this one was really nice um, because he is a, you know, a pretty good, valuable team player. And so I really was glad to see him in that, in that role, as well as really, you know, providing some laughs for us as was watching this movie. So it was really nice to see that. And also, um, as I, I mean, I talked about Black Widow earlier, but also just kind of seeing Hawkeye. And I know people went back and forth about him, but this kind of gave me a little bit more thing about him, you know? I have an issue with Hawkeye. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so he was out there, and somebody had mentioned this on the timeline, and it got me really thinking. So he was out there killing people that he deemed that were, that he thought were needed to be punished by death. Mm-hmm. So if this is the case, you're killing all of these Asian people. You can't drop in on the clans meeting. All the clans people are gone. All the neo-Nazis are gone. All of these uh, other quote-unquote white nationalists are gone. But you over there gallivanting in Tokyo or wherever the fuck and killing all these people. First of all, why did you even go over there if shit over here is still bad. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it was like a a, a odd thing for me to see a, a white man fucking up these Asians. I don't know. Yeah. 
yeah, just I mean, a peeve of mine. I mean, that mentioned because they also mentioned that he was out there doing uh, killing Mexican cartels or something like that too. Right. And I was like, that's interesting choices because there were two groups of color. Now I get it because if we look at the Punisher and we go back and look at you know even Daredevil, you know they were out here fighting ninjas and all these things too. And the Punisher, if you have the comics, he's fought everybody. He's fought every damn body, so um, that's nothing new. But I just feel like, you know, with what was happening with him, that's what he was doing. Um, and they was considered bad people while he was out there doing that. I, it was interesting that that's what he was doing um, versus out here trying to do something else. But again, but at the same time, he's, you know, he's been a trained, somewhat assassin, that person. So maybe that's where he went back to fill in the hole because his family was gone. He had nothing left. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I felt like, but you also have the Avengers. You, I feel like he knew that, that uh, Natasha and the rest of them were still around. So I wish he would have went and checked in to be like, oh, hey, I, I, you know, what, 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 what are we doing? But I can also feel, also what I would like is they would have said that he was with them but a falling out had him doing all his own stuff like that. It would have been like, okay, I see why he was out there. But I would have liked to have seen more more of a Koi, more of in his in, given the spotlight of him. But I realized that because he was part of the original group of Avengers from the beginning, that's why they had to bring him back. But I, I didn't mind his character. But as you as you were saying, just those particular parts was like, uh, okay, that's a little. It is what it is, um, because someone, because other people were arguing, like I said, this is no different than what he has always fought in the comics. I was like, okay, I see what you're talking about, or Daredevil, or you know, the Punisher. So I'm like, okay, okay, I, I can, I can jump on that bandwagon. But for those who don't know the comic like that, you have to think about how they will take it. So mm-hmm. that's why I was like, okay, I, I all right we see this is the route he went. I was kind of shaky about that route. Um, but I'm like, okay, but I'm glad he kind of easily dropped it. It seems to get back with the team and helped him out. Right. And, right. and, and he was to, more, he was, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to make a joke about, I, I still think he, I kind of found him a little hot. Nobody finds Jeremy Rainer hot, but I kind of, I kind of do. For some He's reason. okay. I mean, I wouldn't say no. Typical. I probably wouldn't say no either if he tried to rub up on my uh, cakes and pies. Yeah. <laughs> he was um, also, again, likable mm-hmm. um, in this character. I mean, in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was my my big thing about Hawkeye. Um, as far as um, highlights for me, I gasped audibly when they uh, showed Valkyrie for the first time. I was like, oh my God, thank God she's still here. Yeah. Um, it was so good to see her. Uh, and we got to talk about these fight scenes because yeah. the going back in time was, it was really fun to see all of these other characters that we forgot. Like, uh, oh my God, what is his name? Uh, Robert Redford's character. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot what his name was. Shit. Um, all of these other people that we forgot or they had already kind of wrapped up 
yeah. in, a, in a sense. Like, it was so good to see uh, Peggy again. Mm-hmm. And um, she is so gorgeous to me. She mm-hmm. is, like, drop-dead gorgeous. Uh, and seeing um, Michael Douglas in that wig, oh, <laughs> looking like a, a member, a lost member of the monkeys. I, I, I'm mad because you love the monkeys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Davy Jones. Um, Basically, that's my favorite one. But anyway, um, it, yeah, it was, it was good to see though, like how they tied in, not only just the scenes from other movies, but just how it all, it, it was kind of a reminder how all this is connected. Right. Like when they start this whole world, it was the theme was all of this is connected, and mm-hmm. the what the kind of the hidden part of um, the first Avengers when it's like yeah we met Robert Reth- Robert Reth- Reth- character, and then we saw him, you know, in later on we saw when the soldier we saw the connection to all of it as well as that elevator scene that was like are we going through this again like yeah yeah. <laughs> In that, and I love that they did that Cap did the Hell Hydra because that I feel it was kind of a throwback to the issue with the comic because you know he 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 was a member of Hydra that was mm-hmm. in the comics and that just made everybody mad. Everybody was mad, but I like the way they play that with that because um, I I almost kind of forgot about the hype about the, the Hydra storyline to some degree because you know they kind of moved on after that was discovered. But mm-hmm. like how it was like, okay, we bring it all of this stuff back. And it was really neat um, just to see that. And then um, the see Loki escape. Now that made me think that how he can probably be somewhere. We will get to that. Cause I have many questions of something. A lot of those storylines mm-hmm. or, or scenes left me for um, some other what's going to be next in the next phase yeah so let's put let's put a pin in that real quick because um these the the big fight scene so when captain was fighting when when he stood there looking at thanos's army and that you have that whole that one shot it was it reminded me it was uh it was lighted like um like the Valkyrie were fighting Hela. Mm-hmm. It looked uh, kind of like that. Um, but I know the cinematographers are too different. Um, I really thought that he was going to get it then. And there were a multiple times where him and Thanos were scrapping. And I was like, okay, so this is it. So this is it. So this is it. Um, but somehow or another, he got out of it. And then when he started, uh, when he was worthy of... Uh, holding up, what was that? The hammer's name? It's it starts with an M, but you don't pronounce the M. M- Nemour or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, y'all know what we're talking about. I was like, okay, this is go time now. And when, who was it that said on your left? Was it the Falcon? Yeah. And then the, all the portals started opening up. I was like, oh, so this is the actual battle that we're going to get. And that that is what when we saw Civil War when they did the airport fight, that was comic book fighting at its finest. 
Now this one was even better, like 10 times better. Cause you saw literally everybody there. And I didn't think it, it was possible to be, to have all of these characters and not, not, um, oh shit, I lost my train of thought. Not have anybody oh, kind of overshadow. Somebody always had, everybody had their little, the little thing, whether it was quick or, you know, a little bit played out, it seemed like everybody had their time to shine. Mm-hmm. And especially the women, because that shot of all of the uh, women in the MCU, some people said that that was pandering. And I was like, oh, how is it pandering when one of the strongest fighters is a female? And it was her duty to get the, the stones away so eh. but that that shot right there i was like okay bitches i was like okay let's go let's go yes and, and let's talk about captain marvel because what i loved about carol in this movie was she you saw a lot of her also as the leader which i believe is if they were in the, in the next phase she will probably be the one leading them um just because mm-hmm. She's, she was trained as a leader. She was in the military, you know, in the Air Force. She was trained to do all that. And I love it when she did bring, you know, Tony back and how, you know, she was like, we're going to go get him. I can go get him. Right. That's, <laughs> it was so matter of fact, like, yeah. there was, we got to go. And this was what just wasn't going to happen. And everybody was like, oh, well, oh, everybody's about this, uh, this is a superhero life. I'm like, okay, that's nice and all, but we need to do this, okay? And mm-hmm. and everybody was like, where were you when we were uh, down and out in Beverly Hills? Ooh. I'm like, Miss Girl, I, there is much more planets than just Earth, okay? So I was up there, and y'all weren't the only ones that were affected. So excuse the fuck out of me for trying to look out for other people. I know. She was like, look, I had other things. Look, I had stuff to do. And look, you can get on the winning team hole, or you can sit here and right. eat these peanut butter sandwiches. And that's how I was like, yes, this she is a leader. I loved how... And, and, and she... I love these costume changes. I'm like, okay, so she's all about making sure that she is going to change these costumes. And then had Audacity to give us that Ella DeGeneres haircut from the 90s. I was like, oh. Now, you know what? That Uma, she was wearing an Uma. That's the name of the wig. <laughs> and I know it's the name of the wig because my boyfriend has that same wig. Two of them. <laughs> I was like, look, she's got your wig. She really just came up there and swooped that wig right from under you. You, oh, you post that wig. Let's find that wig and post it. We like we need to find like where that is online. <laughs> like this wig. But, Say less. I'll find it. But yes, that just having her, you know, in that movie was very helpful. But they also know she's one of the most powerful and didn't have her in everything because they would have. I'm like, yes, don't put her with them trying to figure out everything. Bring her in when they right. Do. And when they had her come in and she was fighting Thanos, she was no joke. And I love when, um, you know, it was when Peter was holding and had the gauntlet and she was like, hi, Peter Parker. He's like, I'm Peter Parker. She's like, hi, Peter Parker. It was just like, we could take it from here. And it was just like, right, we got it. going to help you in that scene. Yes. I didn't think of it as pandering. 
I thought of it as this is them as a team. Um, the women have showed out in the Avengers before. There have been many times where it's been, you know, it's been Captain Marvel. Well, there's been the other one, which was Monica. Um, and then She-Hulk and Wasp and Scarlet Witch. And they've all done stuff like this before. This is not a new thing. And I like that they did put them all together. And pandering? No, I don't think it was pandering. It was like, you know, we are here. We're going to do this. And it was really nice to see all of them fight, especially when we got into seeing Carol fight Thanos. That moment when he tried to headbutt her, and she looked at him like, right. what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you tried it. He had to take the Power Stone out just to punch her. Right? Right. He's like, hold on, this bitch ain't playing. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> he had to take the Power Stone out, then punch her. Because remember, he, he whooped Hulk's ass. But this one, he just could not just beat like that. He couldn't just be slamming up and down the wall. She was like, you, oh, you, oh, you, just, you just knocked me down? Okay, I'm right back in your mouth. So she was like, right. he threw her over here. She flew right back and just threw him out too. So, and then the fact that she took out that entire armada. Like she just went through. Right. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I'm back explaining the theater hall out. Phoenix! I was like, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) Ugly. Ugly. You know what? And some, I said, well, that would have been a weird, slightly cute turn to the story. But I was like, not no damn Phoenix. But (laughs) it was like, okay, Carol is, we're seeing her true power. So I was glad to see all of that. Um, And Oh, Lord, let's talk about Scarlet Witch, because she came back. <laughs> that was, she the dark was that we, That's the Dark Phoenix we asked for. She, ooh, I was like, okay. Yeah, she was mad because Vision got control all deleted twice. Yeah. And, and um, she was like, look, don't mess with my man. Ooh. I'm going to be the one to bring it to you. And she was upset about that. She was red eyes and all. And if you again, if y'all read the comic, when when something will happen to Vision, she will just because her powers are not they're hex pro prone. So they, therefore, it's like you don't know what's going to happen. And we saw a little bit of that that cartoon uh, when you know when she was in that one way when she was a younger version of herself, um, kind of the that whole emo version of herself. Um, she doesn't have control. Things just happen. And I like that we were seeing, you know, her just really use her powers to the utmost. She was going after to the point she had Thanos screaming. Right. Like, get her off of me. (laughs) She was coming at it. And I love that, you know, we got to see her back at it, really powerful. And it's going to be neat because I guess we're going to see. Now, I don't know how they're going to do Vision and Scarlet Witch um, on Disney Plus. This could be their time when they wasn't um, with the Avengers. Who knows? But I, I, you know, that was just something just to see her really shine out like that was really nice. And even to see Okoye too, you know, shine a little bit was good, you know, because, you know, Okoye is basically human compared to all of them. But just mm-hmm. to see her still fighting in the game and being in the game was really neat. That moment when Black Panther, Shuri, and her came through. It was just like, it was a, I, I kind of teared up a little bit because it was like, here, you know, these are the ones who are going to save the day in a way because they brought the entire, they brought Wakanda 
into this. Mm-hmm. And it was just beautiful. It was wonderful. Now, um, before we go into, because I have many a questions, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about this sacrifice and Vormir. Yeah. And how Widow and Hawkeye were basically fighting each other to kill themselves. Um, honestly, I would have, I wouldn't have cared who died. Yeah. But I know that they weren't going to sacrifice Hawkeye because he had a family to get to. Um, and I think them, uh, having the decision that Widow was going to sacrifice herself, I didn't, I think she wanted to, she needed to do it to actually make herself useful, but she had already proved herself to be useful. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, okay, so if that is not the case, why, you know? And I, I'm like, um, I didn't have an emotional attachment to um, Widow. So when she died, I was like, well, I guess them's the breaks. Uh-huh. And why did she fall the same way as Gamora? Because <laughs> that Steph, I will. She had posted that uh, a picture of how people die in Vormir, and I thought of that, and I hollered <laughs> when a widow died. I was like, I almost had to leave the theater because I was crying, laughing. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to hell for that. So somebody said in the theater because they was like, "Oh well," <laughs> right? No, but no, I. You were right. She. This was her moment where she had to do. You know, they kept saying whatever it takes, and she's like, she's always been that girl. Like, I'm gonna do whatever it takes, and she did what she had to do. I was. I know some people felt like you know why the woman had to die, what have you. But again, I looked at it more as her character and what she was going through, and the fact that she's always been at that point where she's trying to. She was trying to change all of this, you know, within those five years. So once she had opportunity to do it, she did, you know. And that's why mm-hmm. I was like, okay, she's doing what she said she was going to do. And also, like Hawkeye, these are assassins. These folks know that they can die any moment. Death to them is not even a thing. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you think about, hell, you think about Kill Bill, you think about all of, like, when we watch assassins in movies and things, they always know that, bitch, I can die right now. But, I'm Right, that death is part of the job. Yeah, that is a part of the job. They are not guaranteed. They know that. Um, I think about, oh, it was something that was said in that movie on the point of no return. You know, La Femme Lakita, basically. It was like they always knew that if they can die, if something goes wrong, this mission goes wrong, I'm out. You know, it's always that. So that's why I wasn't like hurt by it. So I was like, you know, this is something they they probably already have, you know, rested in the fact that they are probably gonna die in battle. Um and plus she was trained as a child. You go back to um way back to the age of of Ultron, we got a little bit into her past where she was trained um, as a killer from the the gate. And if y'all remember um, Peggy's show, um, Agent Carter, we got to see a little bit of that Black Widow program 
when she mm-hmm. was fighting that one woman who was like basically trained in that same field. So it's it's just that she was part of the Black Widow Project. So that is something that they've always known. So I wasn't hurt by that at all. Um, it had to be done. Yeah, I, it had to be done just to get the stones. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like you, in order to get the, to get to Soul Stone, a sacrifice has to be made, mm-hmm. and this is not something that can be reverted, re- reverse through the course of time. So, I mean, somebody had to do it. It wasn't going to be me. <laughs> I know. I forgot who it was. It was like, not it. Even though, I think it was, was it Scott that said? No, it was actually Hawkeye said not it, and he ended up going anyway. Right. It was, you know, it was just the fact that it had to be done. And it had to be done by either of those two people. Because, again, they both know that death is... It could come at any moment. Mm-hmm. So I was really fine with that. Um, getting back into the fight scene, it was beautiful. I think you mentioned this when Captain America took that hammer. Um, mm-hmm. Because if y'all remember going back to Age of Ultron, he almost lifted it up because it was that moment where they were all trying That's to. That's true. And he moved it a little bit, and Thor was like, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> he was already self conscious. But it makes sense. Cap would be worthy. And this is, he's done it before in the comics. Um, if y'all also want to be really technical about it, Superman has actually done it. There's a, there's a time when justice league, it was justice league versus the, the Avengers that they were fighting together. Um, that was in the nineties. Yeah. Like the original was supposed to be done in the eighties. There's actually art out there that, was done in the 80s, they were supposed to have done it, but it didn't work out and they did it in the 90s. Um, and so, yeah, that's a moment where uh, Superman has picked up the hammer. But to see Cap get it in that moment where he grabs it, I was like, wow, okay, we're about to really get into that fight. And it was a beautiful scene where they were all fighting him. Those the, the main three were fighting him, how you saw how Cap would throw that shield and then that hammer and then like that two, three punch or whatever you want to call it. It was just really neat just to see how they were beating this man down, but Thanos, and this was the this was the the, the evil Thanos. You know, this they went back to 2004, what, 12 or fourteen to get this one, and he was like, he's he was coming for no joke. And I and what I like about him as a villain was the fact when he saw himself be beheaded, he wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna go get you for this. He was like, oh well, I guess I fulfilled my destiny. So it was right. for me to win. Ah! You know, it was like that. I was like, that's a villain. And I like the fact that I like a villain where it's like, he's not a villain-ish, um, but it's like that he knows, he was willing to go. And I feel like the theme was um, was basically that, you know, wherever it takes, because he was like, wherever it takes, you know, if that means I die after feeling this, I fulfilled it. Yeah, like I did what I need to do. So there's no reason for me to continue on. And speaking of not continuing on, Iron Man. So I didn't see, well, I kind of predicted Iron Man was going to get it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how he was going to get it as far as death. Mm -hmm. So he actually had got the stones and he said, I am Iron Man. And blasted everybody and basically saved the day but that 
saving the day came at a price and a heavy price. And I don't think he was able to, or his body couldn't take all of that magic and power. And so he basically killed him. So did you think that Iron Man was the worthy one of sacrificing himself for the good of the people or, you know, whatever he did. Do you think that, were you okay with that? I was okay with that because he was, because remember he created, he, he had to be okay with doing it because he created that other glove to do it because he knew that it was possible. He, he will have to do it. So when I knew when he, when you saw that that was forming around his hand, it was like, he knew he would have to do this. He knew that he may have to be the one to do it. He's kind of like how Batman is. Like when, you know, when Batman has the plan, the kill plan for every Justice League member, like how to kill them all, it's like he knows that maybe one day he may have to do that. Right. Tony knew that I may have to be the one to host the gauntlet. Even when they talked about it and Hulk was like, I'm the only one strong enough to hold it because of his, and mostly, most of it was Gamma. So he was able to handle it because, you know, Hulk did it first. He already did it. And that was, that took him down. Not out, but it mm-hmm. took him down where he was in pain. But the fact that um, Tony did it, I was fine with that because, you know, Tony, you know, you think about the first Iron Man, that's what he said at the end of that movie was I am Iron Man. And the fact that he did that, it was like he knew, that's what it had to be done. And I think that was a part of him, you know, when, when Pepper said, now you can rest, that was also something that it made sense because yeah, he's been kind of tortured a lot. And this, you know, we think about his childhood all the way up to now, the demons he had with alcohol, um, everything that was happening with him. That was something I felt like he needed to do that because he needed that win. And so I was fine mm-hmm. with him dying. I did, think you know cap was going to get at that one point or because when his shield was broken and that moment he tightened that shield up and was like oh no you, you're going to go into your death but it was just like when it happened to tony to be honest i i, I wasn't really ready for that one yet because i didn't think it was going to be tony i don't know what i was thinking i guess because i was so caught up in it i just was focusing more on cap because i thought cap was going to be the one um, and then I remember thinking that what if they would have, you know, what if Carol would have done it and it would have it took her, like, it would have depowered her to some degree. Um, but at the same time, I was like, no, they wouldn't do anything like that. So it just made sense that Tony, Tony would be the one. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, it's, it's time. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. has been doing this since... 20, 2008, 2007, 2008, something like that. So it's time to introduce some new big characters. And it's not to say that Iron Man, what we know as Iron Man, is not going to be around. So they might, like the ending before his funeral, um, they could use his voice for some kind of AI like they did for Jarvis. Yeah. Um, So... Like I said, it's time. Yeah. Let's see something. 
and you know, and that was fine with it because, or they could use his holograms. He probably has holograms. So who knows? Right. He's got a whole big ass synergy somewhere. I, you know, I did think that. I was like thinking that's synergy. That's how synergy should have been. In the right. Damn movie. But anyway, anyway, um, no, that was kind of neat. You know, and I really felt bad for his daughter. But in some ways, I I felt like she's she's gonna be okay. His daughter, um, just because. You know, that's just something I feel like will be fine. I I do feel like if they do Young Avengers, because I was sitting there thinking of who who will be in the Young Avengers, I can feel like they may have like an AI version of him, like right with them or guiding them or something. Uh, right. Or it could be Hawkeye. It could be Hawkeye as their person who's like training them, or it could be you know um, Ant Man, but. I was thinking of, you know, we think about it, we'll have Hawkeye's daughter, we'll have Shuri, we'll have, um, and we have Spider-Man, but then we may have some other ones that will pop up. And here's something that people may not have known. So you remember at the very end, in the funeral, um, there was this boy standing there. Mm -hmm. And everybody was like, who the hell is that? And I realized who he was. Yeah, he's the the little boy from uh, Iron Man 3, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, because I was sitting there going, who is this random? But he was that guy. I was thinking, okay. And I was, that's why I was thinking of Young Avengers. So I was like, they may bring him into, because he helped Tony build that other um, things. So they may bring him in. But then I felt like, well, then if they bring him in, will they bring in Riri? Or will they even have a reason to bring in Riri if they have Shuri? I was like, no. right. So you know, who knows? But I thought it was really nice to kind of see them kind of bring back because i had to think about who is this boy but then when i when i looked it up i was like oh it makes sense now um mm-hmm. and i have to say Cap- uh carol's funeral outfit <laughs> listen she was giving me all the pantsuits that i needed <laughs> i said come on bitch in this power this power suit you better give me uh you and dignitary i know i kind of wanted that outfit I want those wide, those wide leg trousers. All of them. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. I oh, that was good. Outfit. Yes, this whole outfit. Was- but yeah, you know, that that was a, that was a good moment. Um, I wish they would have gave Black Widow kind of they what well, they did they, they, they did have a moment for her. Um, and I understand why they had a funeral for Tony because you know again family, but it felt like they were rewarding people with families. So if you didn't have a family, you just asked out. Right. <laughs> now, I have some a few questions. Well, let's, let's get into these the big questions. So. so where in the world did Valkyrie get Pegasus? <laughs> because all of a sudden, she has this damn horse. And I'm like, okay, well, where did she get that? And how did she get that? Number one. Yeah. Number two, if Okoye was saved from the snap, how is it that she is getting, if she's coming back with T'Challa and Shuri? Because remember, because Hulk did the first snap. So they came back then. Okay. Because remember, he he was trying to, he said, I try to bring Natasha back. I tried, but he couldn't. Mm -hmm. So he brought them all back. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll allow that one. 
Now, the, another one. So Nebula killed her past self. Mm-hmm. And Nebula's still here. Mm-hmm. So after Thanos got snapped back, his future self was already dead. Mm-hmm. Does that mean his past self is still alive? Because technically, it it would be so. It would just make to me if this makes if we're doing like this whole uh, time continuum, mm-hmm. my past self would be alive up until my future self is dead. Yeah. But if I can go around that, my past self can still be alive after my future self is dead. Mm-hmm. Because if we're not taking that into consideration, Nebula would have died when she killed her past self. Yes. So there's still a chance Thor still might be, I mean, not Thor, but Thanos still might be alive. The only reason why I will slightly push back on that is because they were playing with a time stone. And that, playing with that may have triggered time differently than what would be if they had a machine that went back. Because remember when they used the quantum thing to go back, it was, they kind of, they, 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 I think they set it off to where it was like, this is not like the time things we've seen before. So this is going to be a different way they do it. But mm-hmm. because they also use the time stone, because I know when um, the ancient one was explaining the time, how that whole thing works, if you take one out, it creates this or what have you. Um, and then when he put it back together, I think using the time stone with all the other stones did something different to where it's like, so with, ne- with, with Nebula, she can still live, but with Thanos, the, since his past self, future self is gone, he's gone. Like he's erased. Like there's no, there's no parts picked with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I feel like, because also, Remember, well, I take that back. He didn't come through with the stone. He came through through that same thing, that, that quantum thing. Because Nebula... Uh-huh, the, the quantum realm, yeah. ...used that. So I feel like that this took him out completely because that was him versus that they have used the stones. So I feel like that's where... Because you think about it, that's how Cap was able to do what he did because of the stones versus using that quantum... They used the quantum thing, but he also had... Nope, I'm wrong. I'm wrong again. Because that... That brings up another question. Oh crap! This whole time thing has really started up something because they didn't. Because that was a different thing too. Um, yeah. But now, what does happen? Is he still out there? That's a good question. Wow. I take all that back. I, I just yeah, it, it's it's very much interesting because yeah. if it. Can ha- if it can happen to if it can't happen to Nebula, why then would it be possible for it to not for it to happen to Thanos? You know, just because he's evil shouldn't negate him from the law of time. True. And um, th- I don't know if you caught this, but I had to look this up. Now, this was maybe a teaser to um, Black Panther. But did you notice when uh, Natasha was talking to everybody in the holograms and Nikoye mentioned something about an earthquake and not doing anything about it? Mm-hmm. A lot of people have hinted that that might be the character um, Namor coming into play. Hmm. And I was like, oh, I can see that. I can see that too. 
I can see that. Um, because that's where, because Alanis, because I know Namor and, and Black Panther have had their issues in the past. Mm-hmm. They're frenemies. Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking you, that could be hell. That's how they could probably introduce him in Black Panther 2. Um, yeah. It's bringing in Namor and how that may play a role in, you know, the vibranium and all that great stuff, you know, bothering Atlantis. Or maybe that has something to do with Atlantis coming back. So who knows? Um, oh, wow. That's a good one. That's a good one. I do yeah. have a question about um, Gomorrah because now we have the past Gomorrah alive. Um, but because her death was the soul stone death. And one of the things I've always learned is sometimes with magical death, you could always come back versus mm-hmm. yeah. that's why I'm always like, oh magical death, you can actually come back because it was magic, it was done with something mystic. So it's interesting that she's in that. Does she stay there? Um, do they cross paths with this particular one again? Or because you never know, because you know, since Nebula Nebula is back, she may convince her to stay in this timeline. Because what, what would she go back to? The past Nebula is dead. Thanos is dead. That's true. Or could they run into her again? You know, run into her since if if she goes back, will they run into her post Thanos? So meaning that you know, since they both gone from the 2014 time, what happens now? Right. Yeah. This whole time, opening up this time. Pandora's box, if you will. Yeah. It opens up a lot of a lot more things to play with, um, as far as characters mm-hmm. and new stuff. And I guess let's go into that since we're kind of wrapping up here. What would you like to see in the next phase? Since technically far from home, the next Spider-Man movie is supposed to close out phase three. Yeah. We might we're starting to see um you know, the Eternals are supposed to be coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the sequels of Captain Marvel and Black Panther. Doctor what do you, th- yeah, yeah Guardians uh, 3, uh, what do you think will be on the horizon? I think, um, so this is how we will start getting the people from the Fox world because um, part of me has been thinking since there was two snaps then I also felt like there was two snaps that happened we, within, what, 24 hours of each other? Mm-hmm. Um, you realize, because, yeah, it was, like, less than a few, like, because if you think about it, that happened all, like, within, what, a couple of hours. So that is going to be, that probably have triggered to where we will see mutants or you know, you think about it, now they know that there's a, ho- there's a whole lot more out there because, you know, Tony's closing speech was about there's a whole different, there's a whole bunch of worlds out there um, to where that may be where the Fantastic Four, because they always have traveled different worlds. They, and currently, they've been traveling different worlds. And this could be something where we are get, be introduced to Reed Richards and everyone else doing that. Um, but also, this is where I feel like this is going to start bringing in the X-Men in the next five years. Is because with these two snaps, that may have changed 
for example, Wanda made her powers was basically because they <clears throat> they didn't they don't talk about it that much. But if you remember, Wanda's powers is based from one of the stones when they was exposing them to um, one of the stones. So I'm just like, what happens now? Will her powers be considered like, oh, these are these are yours? So these are kind of this is where we end up getting into the mutants. Um, someone said this is how they got rid of the Inhumans. <laughs> uh, well, basically, I was like, well, yeah, because they haven't. Um, the other ones come in, and they were kind of before them, so the externals, so not externals, but they let, yeah, keep thinking what they are. The externals are the ones that was dealing with. Those are something different, but the, the, this that's what Selene is. But um, if we see if we look into what's going to come with this i think we're going to probably see namor we're going to probably see a little bit of fantastic four we probably will get um a little bit more in the magical realm of things because with dr strange they're gonna probably have to deal with okay so now we got all this stuff that's happened mm-hmm. um, stone that he had as part of the eye armageddon that's 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 changed so what does that really bring into this world and um hopefully we'll get a little bit more of you know of the of the of maybe she hulk i kind of think this is something we could probably get her get right because we with they uh, the introduction of the scrolls and captain marvel mm-hmm. that kind of set up maybe um on the horizon the secret wars yeah um and then you can they they already introduced the kree and we all know the kree has dealings with Fantastic Four and X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, Dormammu is coming back. Mm-hmm. I think Hela, I'm hoping that we see a team up, if my theory proves right about Thanos, a team up of Hela and Thanos. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want Morgan Le Fay, but I don't know how they would take that or put that into the um the timeline or the the universe um i would like to see a really good doctor doom and i think the big big character would probably be once the fantastic four and the x-men are introduced like it would be galactus mm-hmm. they kind of already there's ways they could bring in uh morgan lefay um for example, Darkhold. Darkhold was used, that's an ancient book of spells and black magic and what have you that was used. And they brought that into the Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. But then you have Dormammu and they've dealt with, they've piled around each other in the past. And that's where you could probably, you could probably bring her in through Doctor Strange. She could be, because in the DC world, she was brought back, you know, because of the fact of the demon and everybody else that was a yeah, Etrigan, and because he was pissed off at her. Yeah, and so she could be something that could be lingering around due to, you know, how the stones were, but also you could see with a little bit of things she's dealt with in the past, because she came back, um, she came back um, fighting Valkyrie and some of the other ones, and the New Defenders, or I can't, or the, it's another name they, they had, it was mostly all women. Um, mm-hmm. he came back through that because she had a daughter or something like that. Um, so um, it was very interesting. To, that's very interesting to see if they could do that because she's been lurking around. She's been a part of the Avengers villain 
group for a while. So she could pop up. And it's interesting that Morgan's with Faye, she has played a villain in both Marvel and DC. Yeah. She's one of the few, at least that I can think of, that has done that. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of women, I feel like maybe that whole um, ode to the women of the Marvel Universe, they might be setting us up for a female version of the, uh, what was it, the Avengers? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know if they would do that or not, but we could always hope and pray. Uh, we see that at the end of the movie, Thor is now with the Guardians. So Thor's not technically going anywhere. He's probably going to be in the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Um, Hemsworth, he had renegotiated his contract. So he's still around. Yeah. Um, there's so much speculation. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot, but I, I, I like the way they've done that. I like the way they've done it. Like, excited for phase four because it's like a phase three wherever phase this is uh because of the fact that they have to after all these movies you know uh all these movies over 10 years of stuff people can get tired but i like the fact that they're like okay you have a lot that could happen um we took out monica rambeau out there so think about it she was a child in the 90s um then you come up to come up to now, and then plus the five extra years. Who knows what she was doing and and, and what she could be doing, you know now. So you know, it's so many things with all of it that is going to be exciting when you see, you know. This next and, I, and but it also with a heavy heart makes me really. I still have sad feelings about the DCE because. I bet they were sitting around going, or the person, or people who were like hoping that the Justice League and all that would have been that thing. They probably were like sitting around like, yeah, it's like we just, because you look at Justice League and they had a big ass battle. You know, with the, with Justice League. Um, right. And it's funny because someone said if you look at the battle of, Stephen Wolf and the gods and all that stuff in, the, in that movie versus that. It's like, it's almost, it's, it was like, it's almost the same caliber of a fight because it was all fighting that. Oh, no, it wasn't. And I was like, mm, I see what you're trying to say, but I was like, yeah, but Stephen Wolf was never that powerful. Thanos has been that powerful. Even though Thanos was a joke in the 70s. Like, if y'all, if y'all dig really deep, there's a point where he's fighting Howard the Duck and Hellcat and Spider Man. <laughs> it's horrible. And he had a he had a helicopter, Thanos. So uh, it's it's just really interesting to see that. But you know, I I still feel bad for the DCEU because the potential, and they can still get it because you know the last three movies have been big winners: Wonder Woman, um, Aquaman, and Shazam. So anything is really possible. But I I. I I can't help but to think what they probably sitting around thinking, damn, we could have been high like that too. Like we could have been at that level too, at some degree. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's still, I still feel like they can do it. Mm-hmm. They just, and we've talked about this so many times on the show. They just got to want it. And they, they, they just, 
I feel like they can start with maybe the Please. Flash or maybe I think um, even hell Wonder Woman can be the starting point. Yeah. The first one can be the starting point. Because technically she is. The way Cap, because, you know, Iron Man started it, but Cap was the beginning of it. The same way, that's how they could treat Wonder Woman. She's the beginning of it. Um, they can still have all this stuff redeemed. They just really need to flip the table. And that means clean house, get, get new folks in. What has been Marvel's key to fame is the fact that Kevin Feige has never been like, I'm going to direct all of these like they had Zach do. It was like, let me go find the most talented people to get this universe together and go from there. Some may go through, some may not stay through. Because, you know, a lot of the directors did not go through all the movies. He found the Russo brothers, and that um, worked. Um, that was a formula that worked. Um, he, you know, as everybody knows, he reached out to Ava to do Black Panther, but she didn't feel like she was, that was the role for her. But the fact that they have taken risks with different people, like Ryan Coogler and some of these other um, people um, directing and doing these other movies in the past. Um, I think it was a woman who did direct. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy and what have you, and, and the one for Captain Marvel. It's the fact they took these risks that has paid off because they did the work. That's what I hope the DCEU would do is like, okay, we need to just do the real work here. Um, like Patty, Patty, when, when Patty was talking about Wonder Woman, she was like, they once they got out of her way, she was able to do this movie. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're going to have to do is get out of the way and they'll be able to do it. Now, we didn't talk about this. I want to go back before we close the show. Let's talk about this gay character in the MCU. Oh, okay. Because, you know, they've been talking about we have, there will be a character, there will be a character, there will be a character. And we just got one of the Russo brothers playing this, you know, gay guy in, you know, in their therapy session. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's a that's a silent move. That's a that's a a skip you, I guess, play and you know, but it wasn't I was like, okay, I see what y'all doing. Yeah, you got this gay guy talking, you got Cap, you know, supporting him doing this and everything else, making a scene, you know, like, oh Cap is supporting gays and la 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 la. That's fine and all, but I I rather y'all stop talking about bringing one in and just bring one in. Exactly. Stop fucking doing. If, if you're not gonna be about it, then don't talk about it. True. Like, now, yeah. Now, some people did argue about that because I was saying, well, you have to. Do you count the Netflix world? And I was like, well, I do kind of count the Netflix world. And I was like, because if you do that, you had gay characters. And I was like, okay, because technically, technically, they've already done it. You think about Agents of Shield. There was two gays. Um, heroes in that one. One was a guy, but the other was a woman. Then you had gay characters in Daredevil, you had gay characters in uh, not Daredevil, Jessica Jones. Um, so yeah, I, I think I, I don't know. It, yay, but don't slide it in there and like we've already been wanting a gay character for a long time a gay superhero. So I don't know why this, I don't know. I feel very indifferent about it. Just very indifferent. 
So, um, do you have any final thoughts about Endgame before we wrap up this episode? Hear me? Yeah, there you go. Okay, there. Wow. All right, so I, I was kind of muted, but I will say, I, before I was muted, I was saying that technically Marvel has expanded that in, in their TV shows and Netflix shows when it comes to gay characters, but y- yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is, they could do a little bit more. So hopefully they will do more in this one. Um, yeah. But in all, this movie was great. Um, I am happy for it. I'll probably see it one more time. Um, and I'm, and you know, good job to y'all for giving us all these great years of movies. Yes, I, I thought it was, I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was a good send off to some characters. And I'm interested and I'm excited to see what's next. And we don't have to wait long. (laughs) We do not have to wait long. So as usual, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Porter Possess. Victor's at Wonderman5. The podcast is at Pod on Twitter. You can like, rate, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Megatrain Pod. Um, let's see. Anything else before we get up out of here? No, that is pretty much it. Um, y'all enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll see y'all yes. soon. Yes. Bye.